At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to you want to talk to someone but not just anyone alma is there to help you find the right fit visit helloalma.com therapy 30 to schedule a free consultation today that's helloalma.com therapy 30 i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. No one is, 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 is more locked From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipponi. All right, thanks for hanging out with First and Pod, Danny Parkins, Andrew Filipponi, Spencer Ray, producing. We are not going to do a Super Bowl preview today. The teams are not even in Arizona. We will do uh, a Super Bowl preview pod. We will do a ton of gambling. Maybe we'll do those as the next two pods that we that we do. Uh, that feels like a good way to kind of break uh, up that stuff. But I kind of love this time of year, Pony, in the NFL because – it's coaching carousel, it's it's rumor season, but nothing can happen yet because of free agency in the draft, so it's like all totally random. But like we've gotten Sean Payton has moved, Tom Brady's retired, there's been broadcasting drama, there's drama in Dallas with Kellen Moore leaving. Like this, this is a very juicy NFL time uh, right now. It is, and I know we've got – we're going to deviate, like you said, from our usual um, – layout where we try to hit either every game there's only one game and like you said it's a week off so this will be a little bit of change of pace for the people that listen to this podcast and hopefully they don't mind that I do and I know we have like a kind of a loose rundown but you talked about focusing more on the game next week I do want to just bring up quickly here get your reaction to something about the game that's sort of developing in Kansas City right now Sure, And that is, how do you feel if their injury situation is the same today, Thursday night, if it's in this state at wide receiver and corner, Super Bowl weekend, is that enough for you to switch your pick from Chiefs to Eagles? Um, it, it's a great question. I'll tell you this. I don't love the pick. I, I I think the Eagles are the better team. I think that they are the X's and O's better football team. Um, but, but the Chiefs have the best player. And coach. Yes. And coach. Um, and I think that the coach part matters significantly in this game. Like it's just a everyone says it's a different beast. It's two weeks to prepare. 
to hear Pat Mahomes talk about Andy Reid is to suggest he's, I mean, he flatly said to our buddy, Nick Wright on first things first, he was like, I don't know that we should ever be an underdog with Andy Reid as the coach. Like he's, well, he did not, he did not have a counter punch in the Tampa Bay Super Bowl. They had a game plan. They were stubborn. They didn't deviate from that. I do think that's a mark against him. He's an all-time great coach. It used to be clock management and game management stuff. I thought he was and that too still stubborn pops in that up. game. That, that still pops up from time to time. I thought he was super stubborn in that game, and I hope he learned a lesson from that. Now, I've heard people make the excuses. He had the thing going on with his son that Super Bowl week, and that somehow gets baked into some of the analysis of the coaching performance of Reed in that game because he obviously had a major distraction going on. Remember with his kid? Oh, no, for sure. Right. I, I, I also I also thought though that, that like in that game, I think that Bill Walsh and Bill Belichick could have been his assistants, and they had a personnel defect in that game. Well, that's interesting because I remember sitting around a table in Pittsburgh with you two guys talking about that game, and you were looking at me like I was crazy. You were I was right. bringing up that. You you were right. We were wrong. I'm not a, too big of a little man to say that. <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah. It only took until February 2nd in the week between the championship game and the Super Bowl for you to say that about me. So I do appreciate that, Danny. Better well, no, I mean, I would, dude, I would have texted you that the, in the second quarter of that game. But Pat Mahomes was running for his goddamn life. And by the way, that might be the case in this game. Like, the, the, well, that- the X... The X's and O's of the Eagles defensive line against the Chiefs offensive line is a huge mismatch. And the Eagles offensive line for a running attack against the Chiefs front seven on paper is a huge mismatch. The the Eagles should dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. See, but my question was more about the guys on the outside because I think it's easier to scheme around your offensive line problems if you've got guys who you trust to get open besides Kelsey and if Tony Juju and McCall Hardman, if this game were this Sunday, I'm not sure any of those guys would play. Maybe one or two would, but definitely not all three. It doesn't sound like. Yeah. It sounds like definitely not Hardman. Okay. So you take him out, you know, he's a guy in this free agent market that'll get more money than Juju. And it's probably what a nine or ten million dollar a year receiver. So you're counting on Marquez Valdez Scantling to do what he did against Eli Apple, against Bradbury and Slay in the Super Bowl, which I don't feel big, great about. Big ass. And then, and then the other side, if Sneed is out at corner, you're going to have to correct me if I'm wrong about this. They're going to start three rookies. They're going to start McKenzie. In two seventh round picks at corner against Brown and Devontae Smith. Well, I mean, they had that that was what they had for the majority of the AFC championship game against Higgins and Chase. And exactly. And the, the difference there was the Chiefs defensive line neutralized that by just caving in the Bengals interior line and getting to Burrow. But if the Eagles offensive line lives up to its reputation. The Chiefs are effed. They better get healthy for this game. We're talking a lot about the quarterback's health. They better get healthy at wide receiver or corner, or they're going to get blown out in this game, Danny, I think. 
Yeah, I think, listen, I think that your personnel point is is spot on, and I don't love being on the side of the Chiefs in this game, and I understand that I could always uh, cho- uh, choose to change it, but I made a massive bet right when the line opened <laughs> on, yes, on the did. Chiefs. So I'd have to buy out of the bet, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to go down at the ship because there's no way I'm rooting against Pat Mahomes. But I think I think the X's and O's uh, of the personnel is firmly – in the Eagles favor, but Mahomes is a magician, man. And Andy Reed is a wizard. And I'm also not a hundred percent convinced that Jalen hurts is the quarterback that we shouldn't be talking about when it comes to health. This guy has not been proven in the playoffs. They beat teams that were, I mean, Brock Purdy, Josh Johnson, Daniel Jones blew out the giants. It has not been the same level of test. This will obviously be different. And he still doesn't look right to me. He doesn't look right. Well, it is. He's not so been that, asked to do a lot. Okay. So I agree with you on that. I agree with you in that way. Like for the Eagles defense, Purdy knocked him out of the game and Jones is nowhere near what the test of Mahomes is, even with those wide receiver injuries that I just laid out. I agree with you hundred percent on that, but they did still have to face the 49ers defense. Yep. They still like that part that for for the if you for the Eagles offense when people say look at who they beat. Okay, the Eagles offense had to go up against the Niners defense. They had to score those points against the Niners defense. So, if you want to say is anybody a paper tiger right now? It should be said more about the Eagles' defense than it is about the Eagles' offense. The Eagles' offense didn't have an easy assignment in that game. I don't think. No. 49ers' defense is much better than Kansas City's. No, 49ers' defense is number one defense in the NFL. I think for – I mean, that game was what? It was 7-7 late in the second quarter. I thought the Niners' defense was holding up. And then it became apparent that they were playing a quarterback who couldn't throw the ball. Yeah. And that game – Trent Williams. So they lost the war of attrition that way. They were just out there too much. Yeah, bad exactly. situations. Yeah, exactly. Trent Williams is throwing punches. They, I mean, they're, they're, the NFL Films audio got released. George Kittle in an NFC Championship game is jokingly asking Brock Purdy if he's ambidextrous and he could go play lefty. And he was he was joking, but he was joking in a way that he was like helpless. He was like. Hey, we have no answers here, man. Can you play football left-handed? Like, I feel like that was a very broken and dispirited Niners sideline in that game. And I think it permeated the entire game. And I think what I said about Garoppolo on Sunday was confirmed. Like, the amount of disrespect that they show him when talking about his status or lack thereof with the team is hilarious. The guy went to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Shanahan, up until this year, his win-loss record as a head coach was dependent on Garoppolo's availability up until this year. And he goes out of his way. Like, there's no manner of coach speak or political correctness when it comes to that guy whatsoever, which is why I still think he... Garoppolo, I think, found amusement in what happened in that NFC Championship game. And at some point you know, a Seth Wickersham or somebody like that will write a story about the amount of hatred that existed there between Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo over the last few years. I'm with you. 
I'm with you there. I was told basically that Garoppolo, by the way, before like the, during training camp, was basically told, we don't want you anywhere near our team. Go practice on your own in like a secret area, like a private area. Well, I don't know how much like that, you know, cancer on the sideline thing mattered from him in that game, but it definitely didn't look good on camera. And then with how it played out with the other quarterbacks, it felt like there was a lot of finger pointing going yeah. on over there. That, that did not look like a sideline uh, in harmony. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast you ready showtime on may 3rd summer starts with the fall guy let's do it later let's drink a spicy margarita make some bad decisions yes Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Brady's the biggest story, right? Since and that Champions. ties in because now he's out for San Francisco. Right. Exactly. Well, Andy's out for Vegas. He's out. He's out for Tampa. Right. I mean, the the QB carousel. There's two, 12, 13 teams that have quarterback situations up in the air. And you don't think he'll go back on this? You don't think he'll renege on this one? No, I think he's image conscious. I think he did it del- how he did it deliberately. I think he. I think he's staying retired. I'm not a hundred percent convinced he's going to take the Fox job. Like I. He, he got that offer, and it's a massive offer. I'm not 100% convinced he wants it, but we'll see. I think it's more likely than not that he, do, that, that he does it. Um, I think that Jimmy Johnson's retiring. I think that Terry Bradshaw's not too far removed from or too far away from retirement. And I could see Brady not loving in a year or two or three 
traveling every single week to different locations and calling random 1 p.m. Eastern games to 40% of the country and maybe slotting in and just doing the studio work and hanging out in L.A. Uh, it's a pretty good life. Not as much money, but he still gets to do the other part for, for Rupert Murdoch. But other than that part of it, man, just one point on Brady. I was I took note of my initial reaction when I saw Schefter's tweet before the video. And I was surprised that a 45-year-old man was quitting football. He led the league in pass attempts. He threw over 60 passes in a playoff game in which he got eliminated. If he decided to come back as a free agent, Tampa would have been interested. Vegas would have been interested and maybe someone else or someone's else would have been interested. Like it's a fairly remarkable thing that he didn't go out a winner. He didn't go out like Elway. He didn't go out uh, with the perfect ending, which would have been winning in Tampa to win the breakup with him and Belichick. Yeah. But he didn't go out in embarrassing fashion or unwanted, which is a fairly remarkable thing to say about a guy. Like I know everyone's doing the career thing for him, But, like, right now, today, he is still one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, but I think he's probably closer to 32 than he is one. I think he's an average quarterback. Lack of mobility. I think he knows that. I think that it – I think it dawned on him at some point that if he couldn't do it as well as he did when he was close to his best, I don't think he wanted to do it anymore. I don't think he wanted to be just a quarterback that was, you know, maybe good one game, bad the next two, just what comes with being an average quarterback. But I also think this is a is a factor. I do think now that he's a single dad, I do think the family, as far as proximity to his kids, I do think that that played a part in this. Like, let me put it this way. I do think if the Miami thing never happens with Flores and the tampering charge doesn't happen and Miami wanted him to play football there this year, I think he could have wrapped his arms around that and done that. I think the fact that the Raiders are in Vegas, I don't think he wanted to go back and forth between Vegas, New York, Florida, you know, that whole thing. I think he was. So you don't buy the report that it was Tampa or nothing. Well, I think at this point it was Tampa or nothing because Miami was off the table. You know, like he didn't have Miami as an option because of right. what went down last year. So I do I do buy that. I do because I don't think he really wanted to go I don't think he wanted to go to Vegas or San Francisco. I think I think the Tom Brady 2 or 3 years ago would have done that. Yeah. But I don't think and and I feel confident in saying this because you know, not only do I kn- I know some people that you know have connections to him who were down in Tampa with him, but I also feel good in saying that because, like, the guy was missing practices and walkthroughs and stuff because of his personal life this year. Like, it was no secret that like his work life balance was like closer to 50-50 than it was at any point in his career. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I I think he took that into account, and I think that's why 
I think that's why he ultimately decided, like, I don't. And, like, your point about him, is he going to want to do Friday, fly to fly somewhere, do production meetings, watch a team practice, meet with them again on Saturday, call a game at 1 o'clock on Sunday between the Commanders and Giants? Like, I don't know. I think the, you know, I think like, the money is so massive. But it's more than he made in his football career if he goes through the entire contract. Right. And part of it is not even for calling the games. Part of it's to like show up to the Fox upfronts and show up to the Daytona 500 and to help them land the big Chevy sponsorship. And right. Like I, it, it seems like a very cush gig. Um, do you think he'll be good at it? Do you think he'll like, if, if next year Greg Olson is on the number two team with Joe Davis and it's Kevin Burkhardt and Tom Brady, and they don't have the pressure of their calling a Super Bowl at the end of the year, and they get to just like not in anonymity. It'll be the most highly scrutinized thing that we got, but it doesn't end in a Super Bowl, and it's just calling twenty games for Fox. Do you think at the end of the year we say Tom Brady did a good job? Yes, and I know right now it seems like the popular sentiment is to say no, but I think he's more savvy and conscious of what comes with that job than some of the other great quarterbacks that have failed in this role. Um, You know, Marino wasn't very good on set for CBS, I didn't think. I thought he was pretty stiff. Montana Montana was famously awful. Never said, never wanted to say anything. Uh, Jim Kelly, his, his foray in national football coverage was very, very brief. Favre apparently bombed an audition that like yeah. never saw the light of day, but was apparently horrendous. Yes, exactly. I was going to get to him. Like, I think Brady, I think a lot of, I think a lot of the, like the football personality that we saw out of him was because of the, because of the organization he was with and not wanting to create bulletin board material like I do actually think there's more to him and we've seen it like when he was on that uh, LeBron show talking about how I know this guy sucks, but I just didn't want to say that in any kind of, you know, media scrum. Right. Like, no, like I, I think he, well, I think he knows good commentary and bad commentary and he wouldn't sign up for it unless he has a commitment to get better at it. I think that you and I are pretty close on this then. I think he can be great at it if he wants to be great at it. Because everything he says will be the GOAT said it. Like, he has a stature in a way that nobody else can have. And we have evidence of this. Peyton Manning is a Mount Rushmore figure. And... He dips his toe into media with the Manning cast and it's universally praised and celebrated because of his stature. And yes, part of it's chemistry and part of it's that it's different and all of that. But, you know, Wanstead made the point on the show. He's like, who's not going to pick up a phone call from Tom Brady during the week if he wants to go out and find information? Like if he really does study the film and do the work and commit to being analytical and critical and teaching and telling stories, you'll feel like you're getting it from someone teaching a master class and the stuff that people like 
casual fans, not, well, Tony Romo never won a big game, or what's Dan Orlovsky going to really teach me because that guy never, he ran out the back of the end zone. It's Tom fucking Brady. Like, and people like you and me and the people who listen to sports radio that maybe will broadcast this stuff and talk about this stuff and think about this stuff, we watch the game no matter what. But, like, our wives know who Tom Brady is. You know what I mean? Like, for, like he does not have to be as technically sound as Greg Olson to be a success for Fox if with, with it comes gravitas and Q rating and interest and bigger interviews and promotable guests and celebrities showing up to his games and stuff like that. Like, he's a celebrity in the booth in a way that we've just never seen. We've never seen it. It's like if, it's like if Magic Johnson would have been good at it for the NBA. And he's not good at it, but they keep putting him on TV whenever he wants to show up on TV. Still, yeah. he just shows up for the NBA Finals because he's Magic Johnson. Yeah, that's like, like Gretzky with TNT with hockey, and he's about as bland as it gets too, but he's Wayne Gretzky. So right. So if like, he so wants like, to do TV, he's going to do TV. Right. So like, so, so like if Brady actually – like imagine if Brady worked at it like Olsen clearly works at it or if, like how Herb Street clearly works at it, he'd be the best. I just have no idea if the guy who's got an 80 for Brady movie coming out and 300 million in the bank and every supermodel in the world – lining up to date him i i have no idea if he wants to be the but i don't but i don't think he wants to detach himself from the game i think he looks at this as his way of staying involved in football you know i think i think that's why there are easier ways to do that like he like, like jimmy johnson's job is the easiest job in television like other than the fact that he lives in Miami and flies to LA, but he does it on a private jet. And then when he doesn't want to fly there, he just beams in via satellite and stays in Miami. Yeah. You know, like, there are, there are easier jobs to stay attached to football than the one he's signing up. I don't, I don't disagree, but I think like, I think in that big number from Fox, you're paying, you not only are you paying for his name and just his presence, but like, I think there's the understanding that, you're paying him like an active quarterback to almost prepare for these games like one. So yeah, I think you Bra- see the story from Marshan today about Romo. Yeah, but guess what? I think Romo Romo turned into a cartoonish figure of himself, a parody of himself. And in my opinion, it's because I think he was convinced after the first year that people just loved the enthusiasm and he got it in his head. I don't even really have to, not that he ever really prepared. I think he just was recently removed from playing and everything was fresh to him. I think people, I think he got in his head. People just like the spontaneous outbursts and that's going to be my thing. As a broadcaster. Yeah. yeah. And that's going to be my thing as a broadcaster and I'm just going to let it rip. And people have caught on to that gimmick. So I, I would be stunned if Brady half-asses it. I think if he, I think if he gets win that he's not good at it, he'll just quit. He'll say, "I don't need this." Then he won't obviously last more than a year. But I think if he commits himself to it, he's going to be outstanding. I think it's, I think it's an unbelievably cool story. Like just for us media dorks, like I, I think it's just we. If he if he's awesome at it, it's something that we've never seen. And I am not at all surprised by this intervention thing with Romo. 
I, I, I had remarked to a couple of people who worked for CBS during the, uh, after the AFC championship game, it, I, I've never seen a more broken broadcast of a big game in my entire life yeah. on any level. It was terrible. You can tell, and I don't claim to be a, a friend or an associate of Jim Nance. I've interviewed him a few times. We have some. We have a couple of mutual friends. I've got the utmost respect for him, though. I'm a big Jim Nance fan, and it, he sounded like someone who wanted to distance himself or ignore his analyst as much as he could in that game. That's just my observation. We've worked with, we've had co-hosts or co-workers where you, you've literally, when that person was done talking, you started to talk and you didn't really give a shit what they had said for the previous 30 seconds. Do you agree with that? Yeah, of course. That's what that game sounded like to me. <laughs> and then another guy I love, Sterator, who I have a lot of mutual friends with him because he literally lives like, I could probably run to his house from where I am right now. I, I mean, this is like the Pony Knows People name dropping podcast. Jesus I live Christ. that close to him. You know people with Brady. You know people with Nance. You know people with Sterator. Congratulations. You're a connected guy. We know. I think Sterator is under some kind of edict from, from the NFL to not shit on the officiating in games anymore. I think I he see it. Do you, do you not disagree? I think he's very, very careful and very, very measured with his critiques now. Way more than he was before. And it's nauseating when there's an extra freaking down in a game and on a do-over, and he doesn't base them for it. I, I just thought he bombed it because Pereira's pretty critical. So, like, why would they muzzle Sterator and not Pereira? So like I just I just thought that the whole broadcast felt I, I didn't think that Tracy Wolfson did a good job. I didn't think Romo did a good job. I didn't think Nance did a particularly good job. Uh but I, but they were in And like, at one time, I think everybody that we're talking about individually has the potential to be amazing. Correct. All of these people. Oh, that's yeah, the, absolutely. That's the frustrating part about the CBS game now, their number one game, is that the cl- conglomeration or, or or people that they have can be an excellent broadcast, but there's zero chemistry there now. Which is crazy because Nance and Romo, the whole thing was that they had chemistry. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they've got some serious issues to to work out, but it's fun, man. And I do like Olsen. I think I think Olsen's great, but I'm like wary of liking him too much because I also loved Romo and the mob is fickle. So these <laughs> things can these things can change quick. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sean Payton takes the Denver job. And Sean Payton is a great offensive coach. There are questions, I think, that are totally valid about why did you miss the playoffs five times in Breeze's prime? And why were you so enamored with Taysom Hill? But for the Broncos, given that they committed a quarter of a billion dollars to Russell Wilson, I think it's the best that they could have done by far. It's the Walton family. It's Walmart money. Stability, credibility, offensive mind, believes that he can fix the quarterback. The money's in their sofa cushions. No problems. For the Broncos, I completely get it. Do you think this is why Sean Payton left the Saints, though? Like, I, is this a good job? I, I'm just surprised that, like, at the beginning, I thought he wanted the Cowboys gig. Then that job doesn't open. Then the jobs that open don't have stud quarterbacks attached to it because the Chargers job doesn't open. But, like, why wasn't Sean Payton set up to be like it was for, you know, Bill Cowher or Tony Dungy when they retired at the beginning, when they were just linked to every job for a few years? They ended up not taking them. But I, the best that Sean Payton could do, like, or he was just itching to get back into coaching so bad that he's like, I'm going to hitch my wagon to Russell Wilson a team with no other offensive pro bowlers. And I've got to go through Justin Herbert and Pat Mahomes for the next decade. And maybe, maybe, maybe Aaron Rodgers, if he goes to Vegas, like that's why Sean Payton left the saints. I just, the Broncos job is not a good job. I don't, I, I don't get why it's attractive to Sean Payton, but I get of course why Sean Payton's attractive to the Broncos. Okay, so I've got a lot to say about this. Uh, Number one, it's a great job or the best job in the NFL if they give him the biggest contract ever given to a head coach, which I still have not seen the numbers on it. We know Bill Belichick's making $20 million a year. If Sean Payton's making $25 million a year, then that answers the question that he he got money that completely changed and reset the market for what an NFL head coach makes. And so I think from that perspective, that's what gets him to take that job probably more than anything else. I think the money talks if that's what it is, if it's all guaranteed and it's like, I don't know, personnel input and all that. And it's 10 years and $250 million. That's why he goes. Um, There are a few other things like, Part of me wonders, he is so, you pointed this out, there's some hubris there where he thinks that he can be a miracle worker with quarterbacks. Does he see Russell Wilson and and think, this is Drew Brees all over again? This is a guy smaller. I can make him an accurate passer. I can convince him to move around a little bit more. Wilson was obviously a big Drew Brees disciple. 
worship the guy, looked up to the guy. Is 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 Peyton seeing a little Breeze 2.0 in Wilson? Is he squinting to see it? Probably. But is that what attracts him to Wilson as a quarterback? He knows he's going to get the buy-in from Wilson. He's he's good at convincing people that he's going to be hyper-focused and committed. But uh, there's also, to answer your question about the years where they didn't make the playoffs, that's why Denver needs to make sure that he's bringing in the right defensive coordinator because that's why those teams sucked. They went 7-9 and nine in those back-to-back-to-back years because their defense was coached by Rob Ryan and was like 31st and 32nd in the year every year. That was the issue. We're seeing a lot of head coaches now get that part. You know, that's why Andy Reid has Steve Spagnolo. That's why he is the guy that stopped Brady in the 07 Super Bowl on his staff. They went to an AFC championship game. They lost in overtime because they didn't get the ball. And he fired his defensive coordinator after that game. Effing brilliant. That's one of the best decisions Andy Reid ever made. I don't know if he made that or if the Hunt family convinced him to do it, but I don't care. Yeah. So that's what's got to happen here. You know, there was talk about Fangio going back there. That's not going to happen now. It doesn't look like. No, he's, going to, that- he's going to Miami, and, and and Vic Fangio is a lot of things. He's a he's a proud dude. He's not going back to the organization. Well, that- keep the defensive coordinator that's there now, maybe. If you can. The dude yeah. That- oh, absolutely. Um, what's Ihira? What's his? Avero. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, a hundred percent. Uh, they, that I agree with you on that. And the Broncos defense was, was good and overachieved and, and, and all of that. I just playoff wins in the next five years for the Denver Broncos. I'll set the over under at 0.5. I'd go over that. I don't, I don't think they will be in a Super Bowl, but with seven teams making the playoffs, I think they'll find a way to win one. Maybe Peyton knows something about moving off that Wilson contract if it doesn't no. work this year. I don't know how that happens, though. I'm not smart enough to get to the bottom of that. Um, but, look, I mean, I thought what he did in 2021 with the Saints to win nine games and to start Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, Trevor Simeon, and Ian Book at quarterback – that's a hell of a coaching job. Yeah, dude. He oh, he's to a win hell nine of, games with those. He's guys. a hell of a coach. Like I, I just you, the money point is inarguable, right? Like the 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 Chargers ownership group is not paying what the Broncos ownership group is paying. So if you're right, and why wouldn't you be? Again, it's the Walmart family. They need credibility. If he did it for money, that's why 99.9% of people take jobs. Yeah. For money. But he's made a lot of money. So I was just as a for a football reason, it surprised me that that's where he was going to go. The other coaching story that is 5% as covered, but I find to be almost as interesting. Mike McCarthy is now going to call plays in Dallas. Because a top five scoring offense in the NFL fired their offensive coordinator and he immediately gets a better job with the Chargers. He goes from Dak Prescott to Justin Herbert. 
with Rashawn Slater and Corey Lindsley and Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. That is an, I can't believe it, man. Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy is going to get fired next year. And Kellen Moore is going to have Justin Herbert. I can tell you this much, Pony. I'm going to have another bet on the Chargers futures, baby. As soon as I saw that move, I was like, Danny's going to be all in. All in. the Chargers again. All in. As soon as the number posts. I hope the Chiefs win the Super Bowl because I have a bet on them, but also because it'll make the Chargers like 25 to 1 to win next year's Super Bowl. Uh, and I'll uh, and I'll bet it. I don't think it'll I think it'll be I think it'll be lower than that. I think it'll be like 15 to 1. Probably. Maybe 12 to 1. But you know, the McCarthy thing is really interesting from this angle. Like we thought on the outside looking in that he needed to win the Tampa playoff game. And then have a respectable showing in the next round to like salvage his to salvage his job. At least that's what I thought. That they needed to win and then be competitive. And that's what happened. They blew out Tampa and they lost in San Francisco by a touchdown. Respectable showing. He apparently had enough power there and clout there that he was able to convince Jerry Jones that what's holding us back is that I don't have enough power, that I don't have enough say in what we do on the offensive side of the ball. And he won. And he won that battle. Do you agree with the decision? No. Okay, good. I don't. Me neither. Like, and and just... How did you watch Dallas this year and come away with the the, the conclusion that the problem was the well, offense? And I and I get like okay they they had a disagreement on philosophy, and head coach beats offensive coordinator, okay, but Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy, and the thing about this what? is I think it's <laughs> I think it's going to make him even worse in these game management situations because. He's also got to be thinking even more about not just the next play, but five plays ahead, seven plays ahead on the offensive side of the ball. He's got to be more hands-on with the offense in game. And I think that that, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. It's going to hurt him as the game management coach, I think, because he's got more on his plate. So... It's just, you know, the thing that people say, and I don't make, and I don't mean to make light of this, but I keep hearing it and it's like, it makes me wonder if people know something that I don't know, but I hear somebody texted me about it this morning. Well, what is Jerry Jones doing? He's old. Doesn't he want to win a Super Bowl before he dies? And I'm like, is he, how old is Jerry Jones? Is he 90? He's in his seventies, right? He's in his what mid seventies or is it he's early? 80. He's, 80. he's eighty. Okay, like I keep hearing people say that like he's got to win next year. He might not have a year at like it's kind of a effed up conversation to be honest with you. Like there's a very morbid undertone to like the Cowboys need to win now conversation, which seems to be people are just convinced that Jerry Jones 
is not long for planet Earth. Have you also picked up on that? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like that, there is some truth to it. We've been saying that in Chicago about Virginia McCaskey. She just turned 100. Right, but people are like, that should be guiding his decision-making. Like, he might not be here for much longer. And I'm hearing people in our roles, like on major shows, saying that all the time. It's I can only that- imagine how that makes Jerry Jones feel. Like, holy shit. <laughs> it's it's normally more of a baseball thing. Because, like, in football, you can only spend so much money. There's a cap and a floor. And there's a three-year cash spend that you need to hit. Like, in baseball... It, right, wasn't it the thing with uh, with Illich in Detroit? He's like, ah, yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna try to, I'm just gonna try I'm gonna to buy give Miguel one Cabrera before. this contract. Yep. Yeah, you know, so I'm just gonna try to buy one of these things before before I die. Scherzer, Verlander. Yep. Yeah. Um, but in baseball, you can do it. It's like, ah, I don't want to really leave this money to my snot-nosed kids, so I'm just gonna go get an extra left-handed bat. You can't really do that in the NFL. So, but you know, again. His heart pumps Johnny Walker Blue and Scandal. He also has, like, probably a medical team that's, you know, he's paying on retainer, like, millions of dollars. He has people watching, like, his sodium intake and cholesterol intake not nonstop. I mean, like, yeah, you never know. I mean, the owner of the Rams drowned, like, months before they made the Super Bowl in 79. Just drowned. You know, you don't really, you know what I mean? Like, crazy shit happens. Yeah, you never know. That's a good point. I mean, that's a headline you wouldn't expect to see. NFL owner drowns. No, that would surprise me. you think most of them. And then they hmm. went to the Super Bowl that year. Hmm. Lost. NFL but... owner drowns. Did we have any other stories that we needed to hit on? I don't think so. Are we done? Uh, I'll do one quick one. Okay. Uh, now that, now that Tom Brady is off the list, who is the biggest name quarterback that you think is a realistic fit? Well, no, let me start over. Let me go back to Aaron Rodgers here. Do you think Aaron Rodgers ends up with the New York Jets? Yeah. (laughs) Well, let's put it this way. I don't think it's I don't think he ends up in Green Bay. He's not going to retire because of the 5-year thing with Brady for the Hall of Fame, which a million people have said and I agree with that. Well, all and, the way. And, so do you think that JJ Watt's pissed? JJ uh, Watt loves the spotlight. He loves yes, flipping he tire in front of a camera on Hard Knocks. So you think JJ Watt he, he sent out that tweet about, "Oh, congrats to the GOAT. Let's go play golf. Beers on you." I bet you he's going to be a little upset not being the biggest name in Canton. Yeah, but but he might look at it like, oh, this is the greatest Hall of Fame induction class of all time. It's me and Tom Brady, like Thelma and Louise, going off together. Who knows with him? All right. So if we think he's not a Packer and then we think he's not, then he's not in the NFC, it's Jets or Raiders. And do we think that the Raiders can afford him? Like, do we think that the, 
do we think that the Raiders can afford him? Yeah, I mean, it's a tough contract to absorb. And you got to have a lot of cash on hand, which Mark Davis doesn't have. Well, there you go. I mean, there's your answer. I think you just said it best right there. You know, it's it's a... I, I So I... What other AFC team could Aaron Rodgers realistically go to? Like, the Jets can afford it. Their best players are all on rookie deals. They they absolutely can afford it. And for him, you know, I, I would think you'd want to stay in the NFC, but the Packers don't want to trade you there. The NFC is just so quarterback barren. But if you're going to go to an AFC division, and you, I mean, I guess you'd want to go to the South. Well, the, yeah, I mean, that's where you'd want to go just because you think there's the easiest path, even though Lawrence is there. Right, but there's no, but there's no, but like, but Colts, Texans, Titans don't have rosters that are ready to, to, to win with him. Well, so, I mean, I guess you think, all right, I'll, I'll stay in the cold. I'll go to a big market and I'll, I got to go through Buffalo and Miami. Rogers obviously believes he can do that. It's, it's certainly easier to go through Josh Allen and Tua than it is Herbert Mahomes and Sean Payton. I don't hear anybody bring up New England when they've got a lot of cap space. And, okay, they hired, awesome. Bill, they hired Bill O'Brien. Does that mean that Bill Belichick is ready to triple down on Mac Jones? I don't look at it that way. Well, I mean, listen, you move on from Mac Jones if you can get Aaron Rodgers. That's not even a debate or a question that, well that's what I mean but but why wouldn't he be able to do that they've got among AFC teams they're near the top I think Cincinnati and Houston might be the only teams with more cap space than them Houston's obviously out because they're going to draft the quarterback and then Cincinnati Joe Burrow like I don't know that would like the be... resources would be there to make that deal you know, there's all this writing that's been done about how Belichick is always from afar marveled at Aaron Rodgers' physical tools. If he thinks that even though he'd incur a big cap hit, that in terms of what he would give up from a draft pick or player, he'd be buying low on him almost. I'm just saying. Oh, I, I mean, listen, I like it. It'd be unbelievable. It'd be unbelievable copy as they say I mean the storylines would, would be amazing doesn't have a number one receiver though but you don't think in that situation he didn't have a number one wide receiver last year you don't think yeah, Rogers I know, and, it, and it didn't go well but you don't think Rogers would look at it like Bill figured it out Bill will figure it out for me uh he might he might he, he, he might, but... Like, would you rather be like, I'll throw to Garrett Wilson with Nathaniel Hackett and Robert Sala as my coach, or just figure if I go to Bill Belichick, he'll make it work for me? I would say Belichick. I think that Rodgers saw what life was like without Devontae Adams. And he was but very also, frustrated think, with those receivers. Don't you think Rodgers would want to get out of the fucking shadow of Favre and not want to just do the same thing Favre did and go Green Bay to New York? But here's the thing about that. Nobody thinks that Favre was better than Rodgers. I don't know. I've got former Steelers players telling me that they think Ben was better than Aaron Rodgers. So you'd be surprised what crazy things people say. 
about NFL quarterbacks. Well, that's obviously ridiculous <laughs> and very biased. <laughs> like so, it's crazy. the The quarterback debates, like you, blew my mind with the Manning over Brady thing. But I've noticed. Francesca the- said the same thing, by the way. Francesca, like no, no, said- no, no, he did not. He said a better regular season quarterback than Brady. That's all he said. He did not say better overall quarterback like you said. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Just the way that this Brady retirement has sparked these conversations, it's just, it's fascinating to watch where people, what people do with this. Like Orlovsky didn't even put Montana in his top five. Yeah. That That was questionable at best. Who would you rather have to win one game? If we're not That's talking a different about conversation, that's not resume, but yeah. Yeah, I know, but but resume is not Yes, I agree. But no one said that Manning's resume was better than Brady's. I wouldn't make that argument. He's got the best trophy case. He's the yeah. winning. That that that's objective. That's not subjective. Subjective is greatest, best, most talented. Who would you want to win a drive? Who would you want to win a game? Who would you trust? These are all That's, different questions. And well, okay, but but yours is you said resume. Resume is objective. That yeah, that's Brady. We're all in agreement on that. But who's the most talented dude you've ever seen? Who's the best quarterback? The best quarterback. The greatest quarterback of all time for me best. is Brady. Best. The best at playing quarterback. How is it not him? Arm talent, mobility. He did it for 23 years. <laughs> eh. At an incredibly high level. He was fine. You just, just won, <laughs> he just won a lot. Try to find loopholes and ways. No, he didn't just win a lot. He, he has years. Won. Two years ago, he led the league in passing touchdowns. That's not that winning was, a yeah. lot. Yeah. Got a 5,000-yard season. He's got a 50-touchdown season. I know. I know. He's very good. Very good player. He's in my top five. Mm-hmm. All right, buddy. All right, good dude. Uh, talk. When are we doing the next one? So, Sunday, I'll, uh, I'll pop in from Phoenix. All right, so Sunday we'll do Phoenix, do the game stuff. Then Thursday we can do some gambling. Love it. Thank All you, right, Spencer Ray. First in pod, subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend. Peace. Twenty Four Hundred Sports is an Odyssey company.